0: Of Bristol to studying a law degree at the University of Bristol, which (laughs) very different. Exactly.
1: (laughs) And today I'm going to interview my very, very good friend Biju. We've known each other since the beginning of sixth form. Yeah. Um, We met each other literally the first day of sixth form and also maybe on induction day which we'll talk about oh no and <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah we went to different universities but we've always been in very good friends and always definitely touch and so i'm going to ask about her experience at school very different to everyone else's i think and very different to mine anyway so i think it will be a good conversation i do want to apologize uh, first and foremost if you do hear anything in the background i'm and the echoiness of the recording. I'm currently at uh, my dad's house and you might hear him chatting in the background. So let's begin. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Okay.
0: have a bit of a debate in their head whether they like it or not like I can categorically say that I absolutely love school I think it was the structure knowing what you're doing every day going to see your friends like there was just in my head nothing not to like <laughs> such a geek <laughs> yeah that sounds really bad now but I think more obviously the social side of it that I loved and kind of the academics was just something that you had to do when you went to yeah, school it which was part yeah. of it and you never struggled too much with
1: either side do you think
0: I think definitely socially, I sound really like up myself now, but I just have never really struggled that side of it, like I've always got on with people really well, Yeah. I found making friends quite easy, Yeah. I didn't really struggle in that sense, but I think more on the academic side, I think I was constantly put in bottom sets, Yeah. like I don't know if that was genuinely because I wasn't very good, yeah. or because there was like an expectation that oh don't worry about Bijou, like she'll be fine. Because it seemed that every year I'd kind of move up sets, but I was never the top of my class at all. But I don't know if I tried to be, I just kind of did my work and hoped for the best. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's that's how I feel it kind of went. What sort of school did you go to? So when I was really young, I moved to Dubai and I went to an international school. Um, it's quite interesting. I did go to like a primary school somewhere else in Dubai, and then in about year four, I moved to a different school, and then from year four to year eleven, I went to this yeah. international school. So I never really had that like whole difficult transition from primary school to secondary. It was just like a cohesive, yeah. um, you know, transition so that was that was really good um yeah because it was international in its nature there was like quite a lot of big expat community lot of like Australians English but I, I think there's like a general trend I know like probably when you're in Hong Kong like people move around certain places yeah. like Singapore Hong Kong sometimes America yeah so it's kind of that whole community that moved around in a bit of a rotation yeah so exactly. it kind of felt like everyone was a bit on holiday <laughs> yeah it's, it does make you feel like you're on holiday yeah in places like that <laughs>
1: And what do you think were the differences um, compared to, I mean, talking to us about our experience, you've now been in a British school for sixth form. What, were, what would you say are the main differences between just an international school abroad in an expat community compared to, I mean, we live in a very small town, everyone mm-hmm. knows each other from when they went to nursery. And what, do you, what were the defining differences between that?
0: I think one of the major differences was when i realized when i made like friends it at borlays the sixth one that we all went to was that a lot of people had had friends from when they were really really young and i would never considered that was something that i was missing out on but when i realized a lot of people in our friendship group have been best friends since like nursery i'm like what like, i don't know anyone from nursery yeah. i can't think of anyone i know longer than two or three years because yeah. People, like I said, would constantly go on this rotation and come and go all the time. So you were very used to kind of making friends and then them leaving. And it was, obviously you were sad to see them go, but it wasn't like, oh my gosh, my like childhood best friend has left. It was just, oh, that was really nice to meet them. Like, I wish them well. Yeah. And you just like say your goodbyes and you keep in contact, I guess, over Facebook and things. Yeah. But it was quite funny when it comes around when you actually went to university I felt like I knew so many people because a lot of people from the expat community come to England for yeah. degrees so they, everyone would be back in England yeah. so I'd be like oh even though I left for sixth form for England anyway I'm seeing people from Dubai yeah. that I knew when I was younger.
1: And how do you think that affected the friendships you made? I mean you kind of touched on it there that you weren't too sad when they left but what impact did that have on you as a child obviously you're having this continual rotation of mm. friendships and there's never a constant really, it's lots of change constantly, so the, co- the only constant is change, what, what impact do you think that had on you?
0: I just thought of this, but I don't know if you had it in your school, maybe it's a general thing, like did you have a friendship bench? Oh yeah, yeah I think so. But ours was like a really big deal, so like we used to use it like in year nine, so basically it's just a bench in the playground and you'd sit on it and people would come up to you, but that's kind of serves as like a microcosm of what it was like when you lived in Dubai because it wasn't like oh only the loner sits on the bench it was genuinely like oh we've got a new person they've come to live here like let's go see where they've come from where did they live before are they going to know someone else that went to this school or that school yeah so I think we found it quite easy to swap and change and evolve to different people and different personalities I mean definitely it sounds like it makes you very adaptable to making new Mm -hmm. friends which
1: I think for people especially in our at Borle's or um, other schools around in our areas. You find when you leave school, you then realise how hard it is really to make friends when you've not grown up with them and all that. And then finally having to realise that at the age of 18. I mean, you realise that at a very young age, how to make friends and you've built that skill. So we've kind of touched on this already. Um, Obviously you went from being in Dubai, international school, expat community, lots of changes. And then you made the big change yourself to move six in for sixth form for the last two years of school to a grammar school in the UK in a very small town um what were your first impressions of all those (laughs) fresh Uh, off the block fresh off
0: the block I think my first impressions was that everyone knew each other like because a lot of people had come from schools locally as well I kind of felt like everyone had ties and I was just this Outsider that decided to turn up and just felt exotic creature. Yeah, like I genuinely felt that because I like had my tan fresh from Dubai. Like I felt like I was just completely different um, than everyone else. And I think when we go into like the academic side of that in Dubai, it was really important to do well academically. But I don't know if it is just because potentially families that are more likely to move abroad tend to have greater privilege yeah. than those that may decide to stay in the country that they come from, that everyone did do well academically, and it wasn't actually a very important element. No. Like, everyone was kind of naturally smart to a certain extent. That, it seemed that way. Like, no one I knew had tutors or worried about it, yeah. but I don't know if that's just because we weren't really that worried about where we were going to go with the grades that we had as well, Yeah, but then I sense when, obviously this does take time to realise, but when you went to um, do A-levels and people would kind of really ask you, what subjects are you doing? I was kind of thinking to myself, I decided these subjects like the moment before we had the form. Like I don't have no idea what I'm gonna do at university. Like that was kind of, the more important side for me was having a good time and like enjoying my final years at school than actually you're doing A-levels to end up with a career, which sounds crazy to me now. Yeah, But that's actually a major aspect that I've discussed with people that I was friends with when I was younger. Like we were set up to just like love life we were not set up for a career which I don't think I I don't think is actually a very good stance to have because I could have potentially taken subjects that I would never have been able to do I wanted to study at university because no one actually said oh you know that this dictates what you're gonna do it was just oh choose what you like which I think there needs to be a balance between enjoying what you want to do but also is that something that you're actually gonna progress into that's
1: so funny actually I've never thought of that because it must have been so alien to everyone else at ball that you come in yeah and she's like, guys she hasn't <laughs> actually thought about what she's studying like how does she not know she doesn't want to be a doctor she doesn't want to be a lawyer blah blah, blah. like all these this things it's actually
0: true because i even now i'm thinking about, i even changed my a-level subjects like yeah and the most this is this, this explains it the most <laughs> random psychology drama. Biology and geology. Yeah, that wasn't <laughs> <doesn't> make sense. <laughs> like it was just like, ah, oh, let's just choose them. They sound yeah. fun. Like, yeah. I don't know. Especially
1: with the whole geology. It wasn't even a subject.
0: Like, no. It's not even really a subject that's common in the UK. So like Well, I wanted to choose geography, but because of my it. random group of subjects, it didn't even fit in the blocks. So like, what about geology? I was like, Googled it. The like theory of rocks or whatever. I was like, yeah, that sounds fun. Like, I'll do
1: that. <laughs> oh, you're so that <laughs> Um, there's lots of new things you've learned since being in the UK, isn't there? Many <laughs>
0: things.
1: Today, me and Hannah fed ducks. <laughs> for the first day we were <laughs> swans. We were attacked by some swans. So that was good. Okay, so back on track. Would you say that maybe your personality in school changed a little bit for when you moved from Dubai to the UK? I
0: think that... When I first turned up at Borlays, like, as you know, Hannah, it turned out that we were given our timetable and the next period was free. Yeah. So a lot of people obviously went to their class, right? So they would meet people in biology, for example. But for myself and for Hannah, actually, we had a free period. So we were literally there like, what do we do? Didn't know each other at this point turned up to the common room and I was just walking around like oh my gosh I literally know no one and then obviously saw Hannah so like Hannah's actually my first like best friend like I made at (laughs) all yeah and like then we at least I knew you know you always want to at least know one person yeah like if I've got one friend to have lunch (laughs) yeah basically because I think It's so intimidating though. There were so many new
1: people as Mm. well as so many old people. And like you always wanted to be that one new girl. So then it was easier to... But then because there were so many new people. Yeah. You just didn't know where you stood
0: with anyone. The only way I can describe it is that I think it's the first time I've ever felt like I really wanted to blend in. Like I think I've always liked to kind of be a bit different or share something that people might find interesting. But in sixth form was the first time when I walked in and I just felt like I had one eye, like I just felt so different from everyone else, because even like for you Hannah, okay, you you came with one other person to Borlaise, but I don't know, I just had this thing in my head that everyone knew of each other, or their families were a bit entwined, or like there'd been, you know, social events that they'd gone to or seen each other at, and I just felt so isolated for the first time in my whole life
1: it's scary and mm. do you think from that first after that first date, do you think it took some time for you then to feel comfortable with putting yourself
0: out there socially and stuff yeah and like as i said i think that because there was much more of an emphasis on academia yeah. which is not only because we were getting older and university was approaching yeah. but also because of the nature of the grammar school yeah I think that that was another aspect. I was like, oh, I actually really need to think about my studies now. I actually need to really try hard. And it sounds silly because I have always been motivated, but more motivated by my own self. I don't want to seem lazy. Not academically motivated. But now thinking about it, I think that... Because I was around people that were so like, oh, I'm going to go study medicine, I'm going to go to Oxford. Which almost seemed so out of your reach. Oh my gosh, it's actually in my reach. It was in my reach, yeah. I I just it wasn't even, I hadn't even considered Oxford or when, I remember when I, I went to an open day for Oxford and I was thinking why am I going to this open day? And yeah. then I don't know, teachers would say to you, you know if you actually try hard you can do really, really well yeah. and I was like, oh like, I know I want to do well but I don't really care about my grades. But then it's strange because there was definitely a shift in my head yeah. and now I think I'm like obsessed with grades. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I don't know, I think there's definitely a journey that I went on that I realised that I kind of just... Dis- different focuses. Different focuses, so I... Thought of success in my own head as my own ambition, but then there was a shift when I thought of success as how well it looked on paper, which showed my ambition. Yeah, exactly. Because I realised yeah, well, that, that was what was going to... to give me what I wanted yeah. in life. Exactly, and I think like, do you think that just came from the change
1: in environment? You don't? Do you think that wouldn't have you wouldn't have experienced maybe such a dramatic shift if you stayed in Dubai?
0: I think I definitely wouldn't have, and if we're on talking more of like a personal level. I think that like my parents financial situation yeah. definitely changed yeah. so it went from in primary school where I didn't have to think about money and had all the best things that everyone had wanted in life like yeah. a pool and everything and then moving to England and realizing okay actually if I want to get somewhere in my life I'm gonna have to make a life for myself yeah so that probably explains why people are much more focused on academics because yeah, it's like exactly. you're like future, right? It, yeah, like it's freedom.
1: Yeah, it's weird because I think or maybe the expat community and the environment you're in before it it it's so um, accessible and everything's so accessible. but mm. the, the luxuries in life aren't so far at your reach because you are just in this exotic, you know, luxury luxurious place. Mm. So like, you know, everything's within my reach. Yeah. When you yourself out the environment, you're like, oh, if I actually want to go back there or reach any. F- at any closer to that when I'm older, I'm going to have to work really hard. That's really true. So we're now going to go on to talking about your experience, summarising, talking about your experience at, at school. And I'd just like to note that this is the most bijou thing I've ever heard and the most bijou thing ever, ever that's happened. I give a little form to everyone I interview before I interview them, so I know what they're going to talk about. And on this uh, question there that I gave her to prepare, that one of the questions is summarize your experience at school. And Bijou answered very two distinct very <laughs> two very distinct categories under the titles academics and social. <laughs> so let's start with we kind of already spoken about this already. So Let's start with your experience at school academically. We've talked about how experience a change in ambition and drive and um, future ambition especially when you move to the UK. What else have did you experience when moving from like an international school where everyone is kind of privileged and has that to a grammar school which is very more academically um, driven?
0: What was your experience of that? So academically (laughs) i think that um people were definitely more driven i think everyone was super ambitious but if we look at that in a different way equally as competitive yeah so it wasn't good enough to be in the top set it was you were the top of the top set yeah and i think potentially my like competitive edge in me kind of came out then and i wanted to then be the top yeah but i just didn't know in what yeah. because I had no idea what I wanted to do. So as I said, I already changed from psychology to chemistry. Yeah. And then going to university, I even changed degree. Yeah. So I went from studying a geology degree at the University of Bristol to studying a law degree at the University <laughs> of Bristol, which very may different seem exactly and if I even tell you how I decided, I literally walked into a building and saw a sign on my right that said law upstairs, and this, something went off in my head and was like, why have I never considered law? And then it sounds ridiculous, like I've never studied, I didn't do English A-level, No. I didn't think I was particularly good at writing, which I thought was like the prerequisites for law, Yeah. and I went on YouTube, watched a video on what English law as a jurisdiction kind of means, and was thinking oh gosh, why am I doing geology? Yeah. And decided that I needed t- to change. It's a bit drastic to change your degree like that, especially after mm. just after first
1: year. Do you think your experience at school made you more comfortable with
0: making that huge change? It's interesting because I was definitely comfortable with changing. Like once I'd made up my mind and realised I actually think I'm going to love law mm. and it kind of all fit into place. I was like, okay, I love drama. That's something you need to be able to speak and articulate yourself. But then equally, I was thinking more along the creative side of writing, when actually a lot of it is rigid rules that need to be interpreted. So the maths kind of side of my A-levels really aided that. So once I realized that I wanted to make that transition, I was fine with it. But then, as I was saying, because at the grammar school, people were quite competitive and everyone was trying their best. I was more worried about what other people would think. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, she's such a failure. She had to like drop out. Yeah. And I think you always have that ideal that when you go to university, it's like the absolute best time of your life and you're gonna, yeah. I think everyone had this pressure that we were gonna like find ourselves and have the absolute most amazing time in our lives. Yeah. And luckily for me, I really did enjoy the social side of it. Yeah. But academically, I absolutely hated geology. Yeah. I was awful at it and I had no interest in it I really didn't so it was really challenging for me to think in my head you need to put what you need to do with the rest of your life at the forefront and care about people less because okay they might go oh god did she change her degree yeah then no one's going to care about it beyond that yeah exactly (laughs) it doesn't affect it's like a two-minute conversation but for some reason I think it's something maybe when you get older you realize that what you, you do doesn't affect anyone else. Exactly. And you think it's so important what other people think of you. But you're like, actually, no. Yeah. You're the only one that's going to have to go through your life in a certain path. And yeah. if you're going to do that to please other people, then you're never going to yeah. live a fulfilling life. And you're never going to be happy because you're, you're trying to fit other people's happiness, not your own. Because yeah. I did second guess it. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to, you know, do, do geology for three years. That's all I need to do. And then you can actually do like a GDL where you convert to a law yeah. um, equivalent. And I just thought another two years of this, this is not worth it. Like I want to enjoy my university time as well. So yeah, but coming back to that, I do think that potentially the fact that I was used to change enabled me to even have that view that I could.
1: And just open to it as well. Exactly. Just even ripping out all the foundations and rebuilding from scratch. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And you said you like the structure of school was that uh, yeah. a definitely a change in transition when you moved to university
0: for sure like I think you know you know you're going to school you know you're going to walk there with your best friend that's what I always did and then you knew what time you were leaving but I think when you go to university it's very much no one's monitoring you no. you are your own person you do what you want when you want no yeah. one's going to check up on you if you want to do well in your essay you're going to have to read all the research papers you possibly want to and more than just a textbook i think we've all kind of felt that way it's just you have to do it for yourself and no one's going to check up on you and make sure yeah
1: and the love of structure and stuff do you think that's something that was built into and drilled into you as a side effect of school or do you think it was something that it's just your natural personality that you just love Organization.
0: I don't know. I think I might like just rebel up against my parents. Because like I say for them, they are like the most laid back people, never on time. So then say if they like take me to a party when I was younger, I'd absolutely hate being late. Yeah, yeah, So I think ever since, I've tried to make it a conscious effort to be on time. But like, as you know, I am never on time. So I'm like a weird, like love being organised, but also yeah. occasionally most yeah. of the time late. Like, yeah, you know, basically. Exactly, exactly.
1: And do you think the changes you made and like the effort you put in when you had to go to university and it was now based on your self-discipline of working really hard is the organization and the structures you
0: put around yourself something you do to make yourself more comfortable do you think now i think definitely like i like to have that that structure in my life and that's something that i think as soon as you go into freshers was like the biggest wake-up call like oh my god freedom And, like, for a good few months, that's so fun. Yeah. And you don't need to, like, have a structured time to do absolutely anything. Yeah. But then over time, I think, to have, like, the good, like, work-life balance, you need to have a bit of, you know, I'm going to wake up at this time, go to the gym, whatever. Like, have something in your life that makes you more organised. But I don't know if that's necessarily, like, my actual schooling. I think it's just a general consensus about people that go to school, right? Like, you're used to having set deadlines and goals because that's the way the curriculum works yeah exactly as opposed to when you're older you actually have to set what goals and deadlines you want for yourself because yeah. no one's going to do that for you yeah yeah exactly that's especially like, I've always known
1: you to be a very driven it's interesting that you talk about your experience in Dubai and how like you weren't that driven and or oh, you you were but more just driven about loving life mm. and just enjoying yourself and I've, I've always known you to, to be like that but not when it comes to academics I'm sat next to you in geology and like you're way beyond my stretch and in all the other subjects as well and it's just funny to like hear hear you talk about how you actually that's something that came with moving to the UK Mm -hmm. and just being in an environment where there was a
0: competitive academic environment and you thrived off it it sounds like. I think I have definitely taken it in my stride but I do think There are aspects of my life that I take to the extreme. (laughs) like (laughs) like, Expand. For example, when I converted onto law, which is another very competitive environment, I was like, I'm going to get first. And I think I kind of beat myself up about the fact that I had changed course, that I was like, if I'm changing, I need to do the absolute best that I possibly can. Yeah, you need to do better than better. Exactly. And as well as that, I need to have my dream job and if i don't get my dream job at least i have a first it was yeah. that type of thing that that was yeah. my fallback so i think that when i realized that i liked potentially this actually encroaches in on the fact that i like organization it was like an actual metric i could put to my ambition yeah which tied it together which meant oh no i must be doing well because i've got these grades yeah but it was particularly when it went into university because you haven't got that structure and anyone saying like oh you've done enough now yeah. There were definitely aspects where I really, really struggled. And why am I in the library at like two in the morning like no one else is? Yeah. You, I could have done what I needed to in a certain amount of time. But because you've got endless amounts of time, yeah. I would feel guilty doing anything yeah. but that. Yeah. But that's all like a learning experience. Yeah. And I think that is part of like, why did no one tell me? Like I told myself about that during, <laughs> during my time. degree. Like, yeah. Why did no one tell me that you can have a social life? and do well, because I would think, oh, I can only do that if I've finished 500 words or something. Do you think you still would have had the same
1: ambition to prove to yourself and to prove to others that you could get a a first-in-law if you didn't change degree
0: I actually constantly think that because I'll say oh I could have had a whole gap year like in Southeast Asia and found myself instead of studying geology and like for a year you know putting hydrochloric acid on rocks for a year (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah I do tell myself that but I don't know
1: it's quite a tricky question it's like what if, if if yeah
0: exactly but I think that it definitely helped that I'd had a year because you know you want your first year of university to be the fun year yeah I was ready to knuckle down then because I'd had my fun year doing geology yeah, yeah. I was ready to actually start and work really you hard you must you a head start with exactly your... because the my peers that I was with they were actually doing their first year yeah. so they were like how are you balancing this I'm like oh well i had the first year of realising that yeah. just having fun doesn't get you the grades so yeah. you're kind of over like eating I don't know beans on toast every day. Yeah, you yeah, actually yeah. want to like have a life and study. Yeah, and it helped that like, I was really interested in it. It was a bit more together. Yeah, when it, ha- when it happened, and you're older, I guess. Yeah, older and <laughs> <or> wiser.
1: And <laughs> right, so category two of your experience at school socially, talked about the. The challenges you faced while moving to the UK and there's a very particular challenge we all want to talk about um, and moving country, the sixth form induction day. Do you want to... Oh gosh,
0: (laughs) I've got like PTSD even thinking about it. (laughs) Yeah, so before we started at our sixth form, there was supposed to be like a team building day and it was during the summer holidays before we actually began our studies Um, I actually flew over specifically for this day, so I didn't even have a phone. I'd only visited the school once because you had to come for an interview, that was all. And the letter that I'd received was that you wear smart clothing. So I turn up, chosen my outfit to the absolute letter, had like a bodycon skirt down to my chins, and like a shirt, and I don't know, was feeling myself basically turn up, walk through reception, and the receptionist looked at me and went, you're a bit early, aren't you? I thought, am I? And she's like, yeah, it starts at 10, and I was there at eight. So from that point, I was like, this is a bit weird. The letter definitely said eight. Anyway, I went to go sit in the um, like equivalent of the cafeteria, and was just waiting, sitting, waiting, and bit by bit, girls would come through with like, really, mm, like, dirty jogging bottoms and like big baggy tops and trainers and I was thinking oh my gosh like is this what they're wearing for their smart clothing uh anyway someone eventually decided to turn around and asked if I was there for the induction day and they asked me if I was a bit overdressed and I said sorry and they said oh did you not receive the second letter I was like I didn't what are you talking about And apparently, they decided to change the induction day to a sports boot camp. (laughs) So, it was a team building, everyone gets to know each other, like, out in the field throwing balls and running, and I've literally never been more embarrassed in my whole life. And I remember distinctly thinking to myself, no one's going to remember this, no one's going to remember this. And on my first day of actual school, one of the guys came up to me and was like, oh my god you're that girl that wore that skirt and that shirt to the boot camp day and I was like oh my god I've literally never been more embarrassed um but that was definitely a learning curve because I felt so left out and just so sorry for myself yeah and it was just awful like I tried to make the best out of the situation but it was everything like I even remember we were in a circle and everyone was calling each other's names. So to get to know everyone, like an icebreaker, you'd say your own name and then throw the ball and pass it to another, do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because my name was Bijou, no one would even throw the ball to me. (laughs) And then the person organizing the day would go, I don't think we've said everyone's names. Should we all go around the circle and repeat our names to make sure everyone's name's said? And I know he was only doing it for my benefit because no one had said my name. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I literally went to go eat my sandwich in the bathroom on my own that day. Oh
1: babe. <laughs> I, I feel like we were in the same group, we were in the same like circle or something Maybe But I do remember you quite distinctly being in oh. the skirt as well And it's just funny because it was so not you you're such a together person. I can just so imagine, and I know you very well, and I can so imagine how how unhappy and how upset you would have been. I
0: was, because I remember I really planned this outfit. I, was just <laughs> I like, remember that like, <laughs> I really planned this. Like, it's the first time you're gonna meet your potential new friends. And I was like, oh, I need to make a good impression. And then when I saw everyone with their trainers on, and the worst bit wasn't even, if I was wearing trousers, I could have at least participated in this like running activities. I couldn't even run in this skirt. It was yeah. so tight at the bottom. Uh, yeah, but I guess I got over it eventually. But I was very. You much... worked it, babe. You worked it. I screamed when I got in the car afterwards and said to my mum like, "I'm not going to that school." But, <laughs> but you did. I did. You did. You yeah. overcame your
1: social challenges, and you 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 worked to your benefit. Do you think that um, that all of those experiences, having to like pick up your life and move to a different country, helped you set up for moving to university?
0: I think so, yeah. I think I was really excited to go to university, but not in the same way that a lot of people at our school were, because they were like excited to make new friends, because they'd stuck with the same people for a long period. But I wasn't. I was kind of like, oh, I really like these friends. You're like my six like best friends still. I was yeah. like, oh, I could definitely do with a couple more years. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, I really enjoyed it. And I think we have a really good friendship group. Like, I'm lucky because I know a lot of people at university don't actually know the people they were friends with at school anymore. Yeah, that's They kind true. of lose contact with them. Yeah. But it happens in two ways. You're either closer with
1: your uni mates or you're closer with your yeah. school friends. And I think definitely I found myself... Um, I have some close uni friends, but I definitely... A lot of my closest best friends are my home friends. Yeah. And I always thank myself for that because I have someone to come home to and someone who's known me for a very, very exactly. long time. Exactly.
0: I said that as well because a lot of people say, oh, you make your real friends at uni. And I did have that at the back of my head thinking like, oh, I think I've made that. and I know I have now. Yeah. But I was kind of worried that maybe other people wouldn't have that and then they'd kind of move on and wouldn't want to be friends with their home friends anymore yeah it's not like that yeah Yeah. and i think
1: everyone transitions and changes it's just a case of growing together even though you're not in the same place if that makes sense exactly so in your move from dubai international school to your move to paulo's grammar school we've kind of talked about changes socially and obviously you you transitioning socially but what about the differences in the people around you what was the difference you've kind of spoken about how people in Dubai came from privileged backgrounds and how they were really open to living abroad and maybe when moving to Borlai's the idea of living in a different country was so alien to them and you did seem like this kind of exotic creature to us because you were this one who'd so worldy you lived in a different country and it was so unusual for all of us What would you say were the main differences and maybe the type of people in the schools and how you adapted to that?
0: Well, if we talk about the different people in the school, I think everyone can relate to. There's always the person that you anticipate will be like the head boy, head girl, you know, the one that's best at maths, one that's best at drama. You kind of divide people into those categories. Um, and that never changes typically. it never changes no like but it's definitely prevalent in my school in Dubai and prevalent in Borlays yeah. in our sixth form so those people you kind of always pinpointed well I did anyway as the ones that were going to like get really far in life and do amazing things and be like CEOs and open fintechs and mm. you know have like you could tell they had something about them that was going to get them really really far yeah. and I think what is interesting is that that isn't actually always the case and especially now we've
1: just kind of most of us have all graduated exactly have you you felt that there's been uh changes differences in what you thought of other people
0: yeah so i just i think that i thought that they'd be leaps and bounds beyond whatever i'd get or what i'd be able to do because they were the top in school yeah but i've realized that actually it's not just academics your actual personality and what you do alongside that is really important so for me for example the fact that my mum had her own like independent business during sixth form and i can write that on my cv shows that i know about like the inner workings of a company beyond direct sales to the public and although i can't write that i won like the maths prize for a star in the whole of UK, yeah. which I definitely didn't. <laughs> um, it's good that I can kind of contextualise what I have yeah. and build upon experiences that others don't have, and use it to your advantage as it, well. Exactly, because it is really, really important, especially like in the legal sector, that you know about like the clients that you are going to be advising. And if I didn't have those part-time jobs, like even working in a coffee shop as like a sandwich artist,
1: sandwich artist,
0: I can't believe that just came out my mouth. <laughs> I no, <laughs> I was thinking of Subway. Some
1: Subway, some they call it sandwich artist. I <laughs> do you know, I think you're a sandwich
0: artist. Don't dumb play your part time job as a sandwich maker. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Sandwich okay. maker, and I did make a sandwich for Ricky Gervais actually. Yeah, just pretty impressive. Sausage and well, um, tuna. Yeah, it? well, it's something really weird. Um, it's like those types of things that make you who you are, yeah. and those like quirky, different intricacies yeah. are actually really important. Yeah and I think that is something that you'd love to know at school because you constantly compare yourself to other people and what they've achieved because you're at school it is only academics really you can't say oh your dad does this and your mum does this because it's not relevant to that child but when you go to university and you realise oh I did have that job, like Hannah you've literally had a job throughout your whole life (laughs) so it's like you learn so much from that that makes you the person you are and that's what makes you employable because having GCSEs, A-levels and a degree is basically like a prerequisite to anything now Yeah, that isn't something that's going to set you apart what is, is yourself yeah. so when you think of the different people at school you think of, they all have the unique qualities about them that make them decide to go into NGOs or go into yeah. starting their own company or potentially being like an accountant but then having like a side hustle of like a, a shop Yeah. you know that's such an important point
1: I think like schools do focus, especially our school boys definitely focus on the academia and it was like, you get A, B, C give give you the degree the future, the family you know, mm-hmm. yeah, the lifestyle you want in the future and that's not true mm-hmm. It's you. a lot of it is you've got to put into yourself and no one tells you the benefit of having that, that job or that side hustle or whatever you do on the side, whether it's um, you volunteer or you um, you know, your family situation and no one The things that really make you you and set you apart, like you said, no one really tells you actually how you can use that to your advantage in your personal statement, in your CVs, in job interviews, that you really do have to be like, yeah, it may be really odd that I'm bringing this up, but actually it's so relevant right now because I can show you I've got this, this, this skills and I can do this and I can prove to you that I'm adaptable and, you know, even though I don't look like I I don't have the necessary experience or maybe the qualifications, Mm -hmm. I can prove to you that... I didn't have the experience or qualification for XYZ, but I still did it and And you can can balance your priorities right
0: yeah you're able to like manage expectations and your workload because you know how to have something beyond just academics yeah exactly and that's such an important quality to have and something that needs to be embedded within you from an early age absolutely and i think that even if we take university out of the equation if we consider apprenticeships now why does it need to be that you have to be academically brilliant to go far when actually i know someone that's done an apprenticeship and they're already working and um, they're like towards what, how many tiers
1: above us exactly in P, you know no, like
0: it, exactly so you think that you need to follow this traditional route and be what your teachers want you to be and yes it is important to have a base level yeah. it is but sometimes you can have something that's not always going to get you far in life yeah. like if we consider rowing which is a big thing in our school yeah. I think a lot of people did that because they knew that looked really good on their CV because they were top rowing yeah but also you can have a hobby that's not gonna be yeah really amazing to get into Oxford. you can love yeah. I don't know archery or something if you just like yeah. archery you don't need to be amazing at it yeah. but it's interesting from an employers point of view that you actually have a personality because they need to be able to sit with you in a room and and
1: you, you need to be able to talk to clients, exactly. like you say. Like you
0: need to be able to relate to anyone, you need yeah. to be able to talk to people and understand where they're coming from. You know, it's quite like a lot of the professions that you want to go into when you leave university are normally quite elitist and no. a lot of people potentially And it's based
1: on privilege and things. Exactly. And it's like, it oh really well I didn't have that privilege so I can't it's like, No, but you have so much more than privilege. You had you didn't have privilege and look at where you are now. You work harder, they know their
0: worth as a person and they know what they're capable of doing. And I, always, and I always say you have to use what you have to your advantage. So for example, like I was the first generation to go to university, yeah. so that means when I went to university, I wanted to volunteer as a mentor for others that haven't gone to university. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really good charity actually called Into University, and you mentor them, and because you have that like mind, yeah. it makes someone actually really responsive to it. Yeah. So that on top of everything not only is that really nice for you because you get a sense of pride for helping someone else it is also good for your future
1: yeah thanks i think it's a really good discussion to have talking about uh, expectations of yourself and of other people and how you know there's nothing nothing too small out of, out of anyone's reach as you work hard enough towards it um and just using what you have been given in life to your advantage and being appreciative of what you have been given not always neat uh begging for more or uh, thinking you're less because of your academics, but actually realising that you bring more to the table than just what's written on a a piece of paper. And we've we've spoken about how positive your experience has been at, at, in school, school, post-school, in university. What would you say if I was to ask you one positive thing you've learnt overall from your experience? What would you say, guys?
0: I think a positive would be that like accepting people for who they are makes life really exciting. Like how boring would it be if we lived in like a one-dimensional environment where everyone had the same grades, liked the same things, had the same experiences? Yeah. I think we need to accept that people are different and that's what makes it exciting, I'm sure our viewers (laughs) can know that in your friendship group you have like all different bits about each other that you really really love and what your biggest insecurity might be will be someone else's like oh I love that about her exactly so I think that that's something I definitely learned from school that was aided by having different people around me all the time from different backgrounds and different cultures that I loved being able to find out what made people tick or what made people excitable and things like that because
1: and what was important to them as well their priorities can be really different especially culturally culturally majorly yeah yeah exactly you can really see what makes what's important to someone else and that Mm -hmm. can really make you reflect on what's important to you as well sharing that with someone exactly and just accepting those differences and just you know loving each other for them and knowing that there's no pressure on that that you know you can just all be everyone can just be who they want to be. Yeah, and like really, it is a cliche, but it is true, oh yeah, isn't exactly. it? <laughs> Sounds very cliche and yeah. cringe, but yeah. it's definitely important to note that it's just like school can really expose you to those different people and different experiences, um, in life, and you learn from those and you take them on with you beyond education and beyond university. And reflecting more on that. What would you go back and tell yourself if you met Bijou? Let's say induction, 6 woman, induction oh, day. Don't. <laughs> she's having a shop in the car because she wore the wrong outfit. What would you turn around to her and say,
0: um, just to help things? I like, think that's the best example of don't sweat the small stuff. Because I thought that would be the projection of the rest of my sixth form based on the fact that I'd worn the wrong outfit yeah. when actually it really wasn't that important and we laugh about it now yeah. so I think you've got enough time to worry about what you're going to do, where you're going to be, who you're going to marry, how many kids you're going to have Yeah. so take school seriously because it is really really important but also consider outside of school what makes you happy yeah. and nurture that yeah. because you might like myself like science when you're 16 years old and then turn 18 and suddenly realize actually i don't want to go into science anymore i want to go into something different and if all you've ever done is science then how are you going to be able to realize that you want to do other things you need to keep your mind open to different experiences because that fosters the way you will turn out and makes you like a more rounded person and that, and that relates back to
1: when you were saying about changing your degree and worrying what other people thought and, you know, how that would affect their life rather than your own. Yeah. Life. It's just that case of just like, don't sweat about what other people think, really just focus on yourself and focus on what you can bring to the table as a person
0: rather than what you uh, perceived as from other people. Exactly. And I think that's something that we'll constantly evolve with, because I know now I consider that I care so much less what people think at 23 years old but I can imagine in a few years time it'll be, oh my gosh, I used to think so much about what people thought when I was 23 and you just constantly realise that you determine your own fate and your own future, so you go after what you want and if people don't like it then they can get on with with having their own views, they're more than entitled to them but I care more about my own view yeah and it's also going to say not even
1: talking about other people, our own worries in life. When we're talking about our, when we worry about our own future, or what's going to happen tomorrow, or next week, or next month, or especially in an uncertain time like 2020, <laughs> when we're so worried about what the future might bring, I think it's just about you know let let it all play out, let it let it be. What will be will be, and don't
0: don't sweat too much. Absolutely, and one small thing in your life can completely change the course of how it goes yeah, exactly. so you never know when that day might come no. but it will yeah and it will all click in place and you'll realize like oh yeah what was I worried about <laughs> yeah
1: exactly and you never you, you can't tell you always you can tell obviously you wish someone did tell you you know it's all going to click into place now and just wait for it to happen but it's hard to it's easier said than done I think yeah when you're in that place of uncertainty and just insecurity and you don't know what what the next Six months or a year, it's gonna look like. <laughs> <laughs> right, I feel like it's been a very good discussion, Beesh. Oh, thank yeah. <laughs> I've really enjoyed this. I feel like we've spoken about it a lot, and it's also so interesting to see hear your point of view and. Um, listen to someone who I mean I've just moved away for a year I mean it was only a year and you did it for 16 but just it really does open your eyes to so much more and I, it gives you such a different view on life that I think was a very good fre- breath of fresh air especially when I first met you um, and it's always fun exposing you to new experiences.
0: Yeah, honestly, there's still things that I just don't know that English people do. Like, I don't even, I don't know,
1: drawing the world map. Oh, um, that, is, that, is that is one I'll, uh, that is definitely one to share. I hope every, I, I hope you guys can relate to what Bijou said as well, and especially talking about changes and ambition and really, um, appreciating the differences between each other and about ourselves and using those to our advantage when applying to university, when thinking about what degrees and what courses to do at school. I think um, it's an important factor to, to mention that we all bring something different to the table and it's not always about what we look like on paper as well, but we've got to bring the personality with it. Thank you for the discussion. Thanks, Hannah. I hope you enjoyed it. Why did no one tell me? (laughs) Exactly. Um, And I hope you guys like the episode. Please listen and subscribe um, in Apple Podcasts and Spotify. See you next time. Bye bye.